Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local podcast with the local stories from the KMOX newsroom for Monday, August 7th. I'm Debbie Monterey. And I'm Tom Ackerman. The dark underworld of pedophilia continues to thrive in St. Louis. Are children being sex trafficked in St. Louis right now? Yes, absolutely. And there's only one certified care facility in Missouri that works strictly with kids who have been sex trafficked. That's the Covering House. Laura Baker works for the nonprofit. Trafficking and exploitation is really kind of a broad spectrum. It can absolutely look like people being abducted and sold into sex slavery and all of that, but it can also look like the four-year-old girl whose mom is selling her door-to-door at the apartment complex for drug money. Does that really happen? Yes, that was one of our cases. Baker says officers could bring them two to three children a day if they had the space. Their current facility only holds five. A new facility is being built, but that would only house up to 15. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. KMOX reported on two child sex cases in the past week. The child sex predator caught by ring cameras in St. Louis Hills. That suspect, Asmani Hajigul, is due in court today, accused of sexually assaulting a six-year-old. Also, a Franklin County husband and wife were charged attempting to entice an 11-year-old University City girl in a sting operation. The major case squad assembles after a pregnant woman is shot dead in Wellston. This happened Saturday night in the 6100 block of Page. Two 30-year-old women were shot in one vehicle. One died. The other survived. There was a 72-year-old woman in the back seat of that vehicle. She was not injured. Police say there appears to be no relationship between the victims and whoever did the shooting. There is a $5,000 reward being offered for tips by Crime Stoppers. KMOX has obtained an intercommunication from the St. Louis Police Department regarding the critical shortage of police dispatchers and 911 operators. This comes following last weekend's incident where the parent of a child having a seizure in a downtown parking lot was not able to get anyone to answer 911 for 25 minutes. The intercommunication KMOX received said there would be only three dispatchers for the entire afternoon shift on Saturday for all six districts, plus a special communications channel and no information dispatcher. The memo goes on to tell officers if you have an emergency and cannot get on the air, utilize your emergency buttons. Additionally, it says keeping self-initiated activity to a minimum will be appreciated. In closing, it says we are also short-staffed on 911 call takers, so please refrain from calling communications unless it's an emergency. CAMOX has reached out to the Police Public Information Department and are waiting a response. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. The fate of the U.S. steel plant in Granite City is tenuous, but Illinois Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski tells KMOX her concern comes from the deal you U.S. steel cut in Philadelphia to move production to Arkansas. And it's something that I've led in a letter to the administration urging the Department of Energy to consider this. If it's an employer in our communities in Illinois, why are they leaving our communities in Illinois for lower wages, potentially in southern states where they don't have to deal with a union contract, perhaps? Budzinski wants to hold U.S. Steel's feet to the fire. She says if down the road the company is going to take advantage of taxpayer dollars and grant dollars that are provided by the federal government. Why aren't they making those investments in Granite City? That's obviously what I'd like to see them do. Budzinski has asked the Biden administration to to urge the Department of Energy to consider U.S. Steel's move to a non-union state. 
For 11 days in September, St. Louis will host a theater festival focused on playwright Tennessee Williams, his time in the city, and how St. Louis shows up in his stories. Carrie Hawk is the artistic director for the festival. We have a walking tour. This year it will be centered in University City, where the Williams spent a number of years living on Enright Avenue, and Tennessee graduated actually from UCB High. The Williams family moved here when he was nine years old and stayed 19 years. The festival starts September 7th. If you hate to see beautiful old buildings disappearing, you're not alone, but many pieces of architectural history live on at the National Building Arts Center in Sauge. I love our view out the front door of our library. You look straight over at the Gateway Arch in the city. It's kind of, you have the big city and you have all this architecture, but in the foreground are all the pipes and, and process vessels of industry. That's Executive Director Michael Allen. The 13-acre National Building Arts Center campus began in 1921 as a steel foundry. The Artifacts Museum is a work in progress, but their research library is open. That anybody you know who's working in conservation or trying to understand any old building in the country could come here and... Um, actually look at some of the similar materials it's made of, understand how those materials work so that they can make decisions on conservation. That giant replica of the Statue of Liberty that came through town on a flatbed truck this summer will soon mark the entrance to the place. The next public tour is coming up this Saturday. We'll go in-depth with the National Building Arts Center coming up at 920. From the KMOX business desk, laundry services are nothing new, but as KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch tells us, the trend of linking people who want a side hustle with customers through an app has some people cleaning up. I feel like there are a lot of things that say work from home and then it's not something that's like actually legit or an easy way to earn money. When Leah Sage decided to stay home with her newborn, who had spent weeks in the NICU, she still needed to help the family's bottom line. She decided to add to her current laundry pile by doing other people's laundry through an app called Poplin. Leah saw an order she says was too good to pass up. So it ended up being seven contractor bags full of clothes, and they were so heavy that I could barely pick them up myself, and they almost did not fit in my car. For 270 pounds of laundry, she made $240 and says she was hooked. She makes up to $400 a week, turning laundry orders around in a day. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. I'm Debbie Monterey. The St. Louis All Local podcast is produced by the KMOX News team. Get all the local news you need on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.